Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. Have you ever wondered how some people produce so much and others so little? How do some people seem very busy, but they don't finish anything, and others do not seem to do much and produce a lot? Today we're going to talk about productivity and more specifically about personal productivity, which we're going to refer to as the quantity and quality of your results in achieving your own goals, which should be clearly articulated and with priorities defined. Productivity is an economic measure that calculates how many goods and services have been produced by each factor used, meaning human resources, capital, time, other resources, during a given period of time. That is, the fewer resources needed to produce the same amount, the greater will be the productivity, and therefore, greater will be the efficiency. For example, some people, very successful, they write books, they lead events, look healthy, some are even fathers or mothers, and they get to do everything because they are extremely productive. One example is my guest in a past episode, Jane Atkinson, who says that she runs many projects and businesses at the same time, but we should not think that she's working all the time. She has developed systems, teams, habits that help her to be very productive. And it's something that she has gradually developed over time and that she's been refining all these years. More and more people share their system, their modus operandi and tricks, which can speed up our processes. So what is the goal of productivity? It allows us to measure what is produced from the resources used. So the objective is to optimize the resources used to obtain better results. These help us to know if we are efficient and effective in what we do, or if we need to adjust what we're doing, improve it, or adapt them to continue growing. So bearing this in mind, the formula to calculate productivity is easy. We divide the production obtained by the resources used. And we want to try to measure by performance, not by time and result. And productivity is not to produce more, really. <laughs> it's actually to live better and live more experiences, to have a fuller and more complete life, doing the things that you want to do. The increase in productivity is important because it improves the quality of life having an impact on almost all areas of your life. And it is a very important factor for our growth, whether we're talking about economic results or well-being. For a company, an industry, or a country, productivity is a determining factor in economic growth. When the long-term growth trend of a country is estimated, it is broken down in two main components, changes in the employment and productivity. So, if it is so important for a country, a large company, shouldn't it also be important for us? And so, how do we go from good productivity to having an excellent productivity or being ultra-productive? When we manage to raise our productivity even more to a level that if we could not even imagine, that's 
ultra productive. And that's one term that Isra Garcia, an ultra productivity man, uses. And what he means is, is not working less and living more, but rather working more and producing even more. And I remember that the first time I read this, that definition exhausts me because it seemed to me that I was already putting people on the hamster wheel to go around more and faster and end up getting them burned and exhausted until I understood its definition. If we grab an example of something that I did in the past. So when I was studying computer science, the, one of the subjects we had, one of the things that I studied was optimization. And in one of our exams, which lasted five hours, I had one of the questions which I used two hours to respond. And actually, it had 11 points and I only got to point three and I had to choose to change to something else. So I was going to use the whole five hours to get to that, to do all that exercise. And that was a calculation that a calculator does in a second. So if I take that exercise, I was using two hours to kind of barely start a calculation that a calculator takes one second. So I will be a lot more productive doing it with the calculator. And if I use the rest of the two hours <laughs> to do something else, to start a project, to read a book, to do exercise, to do my meditation, I can do a lot of things in two hours. So I am doing more and producing more by finding a system or using a resource that will make my production increase by a lot. That is what means ultra productivity is to work more and produce more, but doing the things that you want to do in a much better efficient and effective way. So it's not the law of least effort, but the law of effective and efficient effort. And for me, there is no productivity if we don't have effectiveness and efficiency. So what is the difference between being effective and being efficient? We can define efficiency as a relationship between the resources used in a project and the achievements achieved with it. Efficiency happens when fewer resources are used to achieve the same objective or when more goals are achieved with the same or fewer resources. Effectiveness is referred to our ability to achieve what you set out to do. So efficiency refers to the best use of the resources while effectiveness refers to the ability to achieve an objective, even if the best use of the resources has not been made in the process. So we can be efficient without being effective, and we can be effective without being efficient. But to be highly productive, you have to be effective and efficient at the same time. For example, if I finish a web page in a week, which should have taken me a month, I have been super efficient but if the most important objective for me in that week was to close to clients in my projects and my objectives, I have not been effective. If in that week I closed to clients and I also did half of the web page, I have been effective and efficient. Another example is if in a week I managed to finish the episode of a podcast, prepare the agenda for two future events, finish the online course that I wanted to sell, and those were my goals. But I have done nothing with my exercise, training, getting well. 
I have finished every day at 11 at night. I have not been able to rest. I have not spent time with my friends or family. I have been productive, but I have not been ultra productive or extremely productive because that includes living better. This does not mean that in some moments we do not have to dedicate most of our time to something for specific reasons like a deadline. I had to deliver a manuscript. I have a sick family member to whom I want to dedicate more time. But it cannot be our default way of life or we will not be highly productive. Now, how do we measure productivity? Well, there's many indicators of measuring if we're being effective and efficiency, but some of the most common ones are time. That's one of the most important common indicators. Time management is very important to measure productivity because it will allow us to know how long are we taking to reach objectives that we set our mind to. Another one is money. Money is another one of the most common productivity indicators. Either what was spent to produce something or what was produced by all the activity that we have done. Then the resources, another very important indicator. How many resources have we invested in doing these with efficiency and effectiveness? Number four is the results. What results are we producing? We have to see results in order to be productive. And I will never forget the last one, which is the satisfaction in your life. How is this affecting your life? Now, how can we increase our personal productivity? As we explained, productivity is a factor that we can measure. But it's also important to know what actions can we take to improve it. And there's a lot of things we can do. But for me, the one and most important thing is personal care. If you're not feeling well, if you're sick, if your energy is low, you're not going to be as productive and maybe you're not even going to be productive at all. And in the personal care department, the most important thing, the number one thing to take care of is sleep. If you're not sleeping, your production is going to go down the toilet. So number one priority is sleep to find good things that will help you sleep. And we can talk about this in another episode, but that should be your number one priority. And the number two is food and exercise for high energy. Look for the food, the rest and the exercise. Those are three key factors to take into account when you want to be productive. And maintaining a rhythm of life that does not overwhelm you is also very important. Create a plan, a plan with exercise, good exercise, good food that is tailored according to your tolerances, your food restrictions, your style of life. And that will help you to have the energy to have the productivity that you want. The second one is clarity. When we ask ourselves what productivity is, we must bear in mind that a company, for example, cannot be productive if its strategy is not clear, if it doesn't know which objectives they have or they don't share it with the staff, if there's a lack of structure. Many objectives rush from meeting to meeting, from crisis to crisis without much thought as to why they are doing what they're doing. Many of those professionals like the feeling of doing something or doing a lot but not really thinking about what they're doing. And I think maybe some of you feel that this is familiar. So their typical approach is ready, fire, <laughs> and then aim. Or they get sucked by the schedule, dictated by their company. 
or spend most of the time with the urgencies of other people. So independently of what are your professional goals or your personal goals, think about why you are doing what you're doing, these activities that you're doing, and what do you want to obtain from them. If you organize your day really well, but you're not doing the activities that will take you in the direction you want, you're not being productive in your life. And an important part of this point, and which is not subject of this episode, is to take some time apart to analyze all the areas of your life and write down how you want that to be. What do you want to do in the area of your spirituality, in the area of your career, in the area of learning, in the area of your relationships, in each area of your life? And there are extensive exercises like the Life Book by Jonah Missy Butcher. I highly recommend it. And then others like very known Wheel of Life. I annually review and redo my Life Book and I do some other exercises to define what's my mission for this year. And what is the most important thing, the one thing I want to focus on at this moment in my life. And that should be aligned with my purpose, my passion, my principles, always connecting with my higher self that is much wiser and helps me create quantum changes. There is an exercise by Robert Posen that I will walk you through a little bit here and take notes if you need to. But it's a short process of six steps that can help you a little bit organize your goals and your objectives. So step number one is write down everything you are doing or plan to do to reach your goals. Organize then the items into three categories. The long-term goals, which right now should not be longer than three, five years annual goals, and then weekly targets. And make sure that your annual goals have at least one weekly target associated with them. Then rank them by the importance considering what you want to do, what you're good at, or what you want to be good at, and what the world needs. Then reduce it to the three most important goals and classify your weekly targets by their importance. And you have to organize both those that help you advance in your goals and those that have been assigned to you, either because you have a boss, because you're in a team, or because life brings at you some things that you have to deal with. Then calculate how you're actually spending your time and compare it to your prioritized goals and objectives. Now you can compare and see how effectively is your actual program with all these priorities, these high priority objectives that you have created or you have written down. And most of the time, a lot of professionals know much better how they spend their money than how they spend their time. So it's a good idea to track down how you spend your time using a calendar or whatever tool you use to track time. And answer these questions. How many hours do you spend at work compared to other activities? What are the top three activities you spend the most time on? How many hours a week do you spend in company meetings, filling forms, reports, answering emails? What will be your three main most important activities during the next year? How will you measure your success over the next year? 
Understand and address the reasons for mismatches between your goals and your time allocations. Some solutions will require changes to your personal habits. Other solutions will require changes to how you organize things, to your systems. Other solutions may be learning to say no to many things that you usually say yes to. Distinguish which are the 20% of the actions that move you 80% in the direction that you want. Start with the most important actions and perform during that time only high valuable actions. Classify your goals and prioritize them. Managing our time and not burdening ourselves with extra tasks is a key action. Now by doing more, we're going to be more productive. And yes, you will say, well, that's a contradiction to what you said before at the beginning. But remember, it's doing actions that are related and that will move you forward in the direction of your goals. Try also to overcome perfectionism, procrastination, <laughs> and work on your focus. Design a mindfulness protocol to focus only on what's called important work. Practice your focus. We are so distracted nowadays. Well, there are so many things that are pulling our attention. So if you get distracted quickly, it's important to work on improving. And it's a process. And you can use tools like breathing exercises, using music at 40 hertz. It has been studied that it will help you to set your focus, remove distractions from where you have to work, and do exercises which are also going to help you with your energy and start with energy exercises also, which in this podcast, because it's an audio, I cannot show you. But if you want to know more about this, please don't hesitate to contact me. Then once we are clear about what we want and why, or at least enough to start, create systems and habits that will take you in that direction. The foundation of productivity is habits. The more you can do automatically, the more you can do later. This effect is a compounding effect. To be productive, the cost of procrastination must be greater than the cost of action. Habits do not restrict freedom. They create it. In fact, the people who don't control their habits are often the ones who have the least freedom. And this is a quote from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Habits and system help us avoid attempts at self-sabotage or self-attacks. Create system that helps you maintain high physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional levels. Define steps that will help you make decisions at the speed of light, not from your rational, not from your emotions, but from your central system. Create a process when you're acting, when you're executing. Observe, guide, decide, and act. Create rules around everything that you have to decide that will speed up your decisions and your way of acting. Then another thing really important is creating a team. Little by little, create a team that can accelerate your productivity, delegating what others can do better than you, and maybe things that you can do really well, but that you should not be doing. Detect the virtues, abilities, and attitudes and aptitudes of the people around you in order to be able to serve a greater cause for you and for them. Delegating is key to productivity. Build your team. 
to own your own space. Hire the right people. Then train them and then don't micromanage. Tolerate new mistakes. The next point is having balance. I will not repeat it enough. You have to maintain a balance between your work and your extra thing, the things that you like to do outside of work. And I know for some work is not work and that's amazing, but make sure that you're also covering other things like your health, your relationships, having breaks and pauses, which is critical to productivity. And then the last thing is action, 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 action. Without action, we don't produce anything and then we are not productive and there's no productivity. So we need to act. So if there's one thing I want you to take from this episode is that being ultra productive, extremely productive means living the life that you want. And you support that by creating systems, habits, having clarity, delegating, having a team. All that is to support not just producing more, but producing the things that you want and creating the life that you want. I will leave you with a quote from Rumi. Work in the invisible world at least as hard as you do in the visible. Thank you for this shared time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you're getting tremendous value out of it. I would love to hear from you. Please contact me if you have any questions about this episode, about productivity, about any other episode. Don't hesitate to contact me. Always my information is in the notes of the podcast. And since many of you want to support this podcast, you can do it at zero cost. Please subscribe on any or all of the platforms of your choice, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Google Podcasts, Deezer. And you can also support us at another level. And for that, we have created an account on Patreon, patreon.com, where you can support this podcast at three levels. I always leave the link in the episode notes. These will help us bring more team members and keep growing and bringing to you more content. A huge hug and kisses to you, change maker.